And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the We Are Loud uh, Carnal Talking Points. I'm talking in a, in a solemn zone because today I've witnessed the death of loud football. If you care to join me in the talking points, please proceed with caution. Your uh, girlfriend, what have you, 
was looking around, it was just beyond hell. I know it seems to be going well this year, but it's still the championship. It's still going to Porto County. But there was, there was no one there from that. And maybe that's the sign of, sign of that, but he's a set there in the county. No one really cares. No one, no one expected any, anything else. Uh, to be honest, one of the diehards as well that maybe told me something in. I wasn't overly confident and I wasn't overly pessimistic. Um, very much 50 50. But the uh, supporters gave Carlo a lift. Maybe that's because he's no lift from the sidelines. No noise, no support, but no support. Not like no support. That's the uh, talk point number three before we get on the pitch. Well, who is the scapegoat for this loss? Who takes the talk? Who, who, um, who does the, the player play? Who is speaking with the player? Um, you can't really blame the players. Management first year in, he uh, takes up blame to get that village. Is it the county board? Is it coming from the top down? That why there was just very little passion seen today on the sidelines, on the pitch, around the county, even not even there. Uh, well, you, take, you take the county grounds, for example. Not going to take, uh, done that sort of, uh, it's just, it's just looking like the county's not going to be one person in the moment, that's the bottom line, uh, especially when you're posted by your, your, your team that's to made themselves point, is getting beaten by 11 points, beaten out the gates by, uh, by, uh, Carol, we've got a so far we've got county. Carlo Manor's 
uh, he was he was looked upon for Larry's when he was a vacancy of manager. And she would have been a really, really good man to get. Uh, not not just from today, but I'm going on his record and, and how he gets the team going. Like the, the impact he's had on Carlo this past 18 months is there for everyone to see. We played Carlo two years ago, that's the 10 points, same venue, same stage of competition. Um, we brought seven players remaining from that day that start today, and they have seven players that start today as well. So he's come in and he, he's transformed. But in the actual setting up and the consistency of how they play every single game they play, whoever they play, or about them rather than the opposition. They know how every single one of their players knows their role and knows where they have to be. And, and, and that, that matters a lot. It gives, it gives them a chance, they, they know where to hit, they know when to hit, they know who's going to be behind them, they know when to attack, they know we've done this before, we know where we get our best attack. They provide a lot more width to the field than we did. They give themselves a lot more space up front to run into. They were, um, they were solid at the back and um, on their half-back and with it, with it, that was their line of engagement. Not only did they know when to attack us, but they knew when to when to go after us, and they knew they knew how to seize on the opportunity. And they also had they had a Paul, Paul Bodrick up front as well. He was a main part of the game as well. He wasn't efficient early on. First five minutes, he could keep a couple of wide, couple of long threes, off and off cue. He needed to be nailed, and once he got into the groove. That was the main part of our game plan, and that was, that was key to them. We got one in from the left way and left way. So it was like Matt's position to work out, he was different. But it was how they set up, they knew he was the scorer and team. Now he kicked the thousand points really in the first half of the left foot and right foot tight angle. But it's, it's, it's the communication from him in the corner forward, Roderick, to the full back, Shane Lennon. Right down the spine of the team to the wing forward, uh, Sean Gannon. The stuff, even the stuff that started with Brendan Murphy. Like Brendan Murphy wasn't mentioned once today because there was the, the machine kept taking over. It didn't matter who was there. So we was going to come into that Carlo machine and just keep it taking over. Because every single person in the Carlo squad knew their role. Even their stuff did a big impact. He got big turnovers. He walked and scored at the end. And for me, that all concerns both cultures and organisation. Um, you can even get the crowd going, waving his hand. I know people may think, oh, you've been learning things, what have you. But when it's working, it's working. And it's obviously working for Carlo. I know he started at the low base. It doesn't mean any lower than Carlo. Um, I don't mean to be patronising, but I've done, I've done it and it didn't. And now, you know, for the job he's done, he's got some up there in Division 4. One of the champion packs they'll give their play because they're in the quarterfinal. Give them a good rap because they're just like us. They had a dreadful league, they didn't win a game. Only they won a game this year. We actually beat them there in the wrong cup. So that just shows the difference. Uh, Poacher would have been a hell of an appointment, I guess. Uh, he was he was, he was key to their victory. They could go out and express themselves because they knew how to express themselves on the back of the platform. Well, we did. We 
didn't know, we didn't, we didn't know who was pushing, who was pulling. We don't, haven't had any real consistency in our performances. That's probably down to our game plan and personnel. I know we have a massive turnover of personnel. That can't be helped by managers coming in and players that are there. But they had a set game plan. They had a set, they had a set way of playing. And that is just the players just love that. They love structure, they love routine. Uh, they could face all the plays, all the broken play off that. It was strong today. Even when it wasn't going well, they still had somewhere to go back to. Someone to really keep calm and keep your shape. Whereas we didn't. And in the second half, we get to the win. Carlo Lundis get the ball through the hand, hold them off, force them to shoot, force us to shoot from way out. With the window that back, a little bit of added pressure on you to get them scores. Just played right into Carol's game plan. And that game plan goes even culture. So it's a massive what if in the Larry football. You get him in the off season, Tom Kelly leaves. You never know. We could be we could be Carol away then. Whereas we're still away away. So that's top point number six. Talking point number seven, and I suppose that's the on the flip side of that. Um, we knew we were we knew we were going to be playing the face of a team like that. Uh, that was going to set up very defensively strong, very structured. Uh, but maybe maybe it's just like Sunny Gall a couple of years ago, 2011. You see the play, you watch how they play, but. Once the team's actually played them, it's another thing entirely. And uh, I'm sure later there's a lot of work on Pete said he was looking at videos and he was watching um, Carlo this year. He would have um, would have known him, Stephen Poacher, from there, from both there, from the show. But we just couldn't carry it off. I thought we might have the skill level up there for Division 2. We still, like, no doubt about it, we still have more, we still have more talented footballers than Carlo. We still have more skillful footballers than Carlo. They were more organised and that gave them the platform to succeed. Whereas we didn't, um, we didn't know how to break them down, and to be all in all. We got uh, nine points, uh, yeah, nine points in the first half. We thought this was a good goal. Uh, we were three up at one stage in the first half. We were finding them in, we were kicking the score, we were kicking three. Second half, they got bollock in the half time with the relief for the clampers on us. Lost confidence, kicked them three meters by the second half, which was never going to go. But it wasn't that we just kicked three, we didn't rough it create anything. We didn't know how to break it down, we had no ideas whatsoever on how to break it down. And that cold really, like I know we brought gloves on to try and shake things up a bit, but maybe it's a little bit too late. Um, we had no real impact on the as well, like you know, the ball broke off and he's trying to left. He was going to invite me, but I mean, in terms of, there are players like, for like, position wise, I'm talking players that have taken his swing on me. Like the way we did, we played Decky Ball inside, we played Tommy in the fourth, he started out, and we got Colin Ryan in the middle of the field. And that kind of gave us a little bit of a edge early on, took the initiative with that car, I don't think we were expecting it. Grimes um, popped up with a lot of ball. Decky could kick the few scores, Tommy was lively, Tommy was probably our best player on the day. I know Jared kicked three great points, but uh, Tommy tried really hard, kicked two good points as well, and he 
think he didn't play for Corky all year and he drove that car and tried and stamped it. Tried for goals near the end. Um, so credit to Tommy. But uh, <laughs> you're not efficient and if you, if, you, if you don't have a level of work behind you that level of organisation up against that or work on it and know exactly how you're going to do it you're never going to be successful even doesn't matter how, how good a team is if you're not organised if you're not well prepared to take on that battle yeah, it's not going to go that's possibly the step top point number 8 I might actually make it to 11 um, this one comes down, for me, comes down to the discipline on the day. It just, it just lacked, it just lacked a certain clear head. I know we got very frustrated at the end, and rightly so, you're going to get really frustrated. Carlos playing the ball around the field, making the chase after it, you couldn't kick out or whatever. But um, after half time, we're down a point at half time, and then straight after half time, Carlos come out and kicked three frees in a row. Um, and that's what you need to do. That's what you really need to hang into the game. It's not called, like I know, it's a cliche. That's a championship quarter. They went four points ahead. And we're looking for it to get gold or what have you. Again, Dan Carlos, he would have set up really packed defence. Where you designed so you don't see goals, whatever you did. We kind of didn't look like we had any ideas and get gold. We really played into the hand and we ate in the, their side's victory with discipline. And then even even you can go back to the what was it, the twenty second minute in the first half, we were there in and we I think we were, we were two up at the time. Dara Foley kicked a free just before Derek Wire got black carded. And it was there, oh the referees some referees give them, some referees don't. I don't think it was a full this is the grey area of the black card. I don't think it was a full body check. Uh, Derek did. He kind of bumped, I think, with Sarah O'Brien, the full forward. And I think he just bumped up, but O'Brien made the most out of it. And Foley kicked the three down, three down to one point. And that was a momentum swinger. That was a killer. Uh, the ref seen out of the corner, so he maybe thought it was worse than it was. Maybe Derek shouldn't be doing that anyway. Um, as an experienced player. And then the red card for Bournsy at the end. It's just pure frustration. I didn't see what happened with an off ball incident. As usual, Carlo were fans were shouting around and seeing the whole lot. Their, their bench was lively, their players jumped in, could have compounded, they could have swung down players' minds to, to tell the referee that yeah, it was the card the Carlo defender was struck. Don't know, didn't see it but these things happen when you're being, when you're on a slump. You, uh, yeah, big clouds. You get eleven. You're being that. You're eleven points down. You get beaten. Frustration takes over. Not nice to see. Um, but it was more the. It was more the south and giving the free taker the chance to be hero and Paul Broderick in the thirteenth. He kicked four out of five threes in the second half. Lee Walker kicked the three as well. So five. Uh, our second half tally, you know, it's a lead to kick one as well, and six, so six out of our second half tally, the two seven was free. Um, that was that just cost it. 
second half, especially when you're fighting the other end of the score, they go up and get free and kick them over. It's just like a rugby game. And uh, like Johnny Sexton rewards and the attack he scores. And they just got burnt out of it and stuck the morale out of us. And once they kept the scoreboard taking over, we kept taking all God. We can't get goal, we can't need a goal to get back into this game. One point down after half time, two points down, three points down, four points down. Um, that score on route just got before half time to give them the lead. It was the first time they led in the game, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was the lead wouldn't relinquish. So, discipline and discipline, that was said. But Carroll didn't fail because they were well set up and they didn't have to fail. They could, they could force the hand and risk it. Because they're playing percentages and not dive in and do their bodies around there. So that's where it comes down to. And once you're tipping them over and tipping them over, it just sucks the life out of the side. And before you know it, you'll be beat by 11 points, being man ragged, and black cards and red cards all over the place. So that's top of my number eight. Number nine, uh, I suppose I'm going to mix it up and give it a positive. Uh, Give a positive um, talking point for that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great day for Toa. Great, great day for the Spin Bass Club. Um, William Woods is the first Toa man to start since John Osborne in the championship match. Um, and ironically, um, or coincidentally, John Osborne saw Duke comes on um, on the day as well to take his last off with the Woods. And let him have all the glory for himself. And you did it did well. He didn't really, I don't think he appeared in the league. First bit of action, he got, it, got the end of a move and he kicked the great point. Uh, so, it's a good day for Tottenham. Look, William Woods actually played well. He kicked a couple of nice points before we taken off. So, now falls we walked hard out to be attacked as well. So, there's top point number nine. Great day for Tottenham. Point number ten, and it's probably it's probably a personal one to be honest. Um, I wasn't feeling great going down to the game. Felt very uh, feeling under the weather. Uh, but a goal in championship is worth about five points. You get a lift out of it, and gives you a surge of adrenaline on the field, like this, and then off the field, the supporters get a big lift. Everyone gets a whole lift. And, Sorted through the side. Um, once Carlo put the nail through our coffin uh, with the two goals, uh, I have to say I was absolutely devastated. It was just one of the lowest uh, moments in watching Loud football this past 20 odd years and more. Uh, I nearly felt like crying, it was that bad. Uh, so you'd have to consider that what God only knows what the players are thinking or how they're hurt. They put an awful lot of work into us, and they're the ones that stayed about, hung about, and wanted to play for Lairds, have the have the pride in themselves to want to play for Lairds and stay and play for Lairds, even when the times haven't been great. Um, so they have to be devastated, they're really hurt. They're representing the county as well, and they tried, like they did try hard in fairness. Uh, first half they put it up to Carlo they fell away in the second half organisation once the mind tires 
things open up and in broken play they were just better structure to take advantage but as a loud person as anyone like yourself or anyone around the county or anyone who's listening to this it must be absolutely devastating the hurt you must feel to be bet by 11 points by Carlo uh, hopefully the county can use it now to say right that's enough draw, let's draw a line under that and let it never ever happen us again uh, I don't mind being bet by Carlo that's fair that's, that, that's not what I'm getting at all credit to Carlo I'm not being patronised I'm not putting them down to a really solid outfit um, you can tell that even the way they carry themselves uh, one little moment uh, I think it was Craig Lynch's kick out very forced one you could see how vocal every single player in the field was from their sideline even it is even crept into the crowd to be shouting and roaring and waving their arms like mad to pull Craig Lynch off uh, Craig actually had a good day kicking out today he maybe caught up one score in the second half but he was fairly on the money to give us a bit of a platform on top of Tommy and Conor Grimes and Bevan even picked out Jeremy Storley one stage on the far wing for 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 a mark um, but it just was absolutely devastating um, to be a player today so shout out to them uh, just maybe we all have to take a look at ourselves and see what can we do better can we can we get together as a county and work on it and make it happen and get people wanting to play for loud again and get the pride back in the jersey and working together with every club um, to make us strong again and put us back in the map start from even if it has to start at underage now and work on DARV or maybe even put the county board plan or the, the county grounds plans behind for now just pop every ounce of money and energy into the underage setup and go from there. Get all the help we need in Crow Park, other coaches, outside sports. We have we've the dog driving, I know we Graham born in with us today. Uh, but pick ideas from everyone. Like we even have you can even touch base with Rob Carney, like successful one of the most successful rugby players Ireland has ever produced and he's a loud man, so it just shows County's able to produce the players like Carney and his brother and what have you. We have clubs and support you look at Dundalk, even Drahada won the league a couple of years ago as well. So it's not a loud thing, it's not a negative thing, we're close to Dublin. Things can be done, there's a lot more that can be done. Um, maybe we use this as an advantage and a positive. Um, because the qualifiers is now in June. June night that weekend. So let's remember the uh, 13th of May, lucky 13. The day we, uh, we got our act together. That was the lowest we could. We could just like how low can you go? That's as low as it can get, as far as I'm concerned. Unless Leitrim tank us or New York or London beat us in the championship or I don't know who else. Wicklow, yeah, Wicklow in the qualifiers. They're probably the only team probably safe. We could say we could beat. Uh, that's it. Um, that's top point number ten. Talking point number eleven. Um, I can't believe I made it to eleven talking points. I really outdone myself. And if you if you're still listening, thanks very much for listening. Um, I'm a disbelief in myself. Just like that performance.
that I made it to 11 talking points about that gutter of a game. Um, and it has to be the death of loud football. Um, to be that low of an ebb. So, that's, that, that's all That's all talking point 11 I'm going to give. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the, the We Are Loud Facebook page, Twitter page, and uh, We Are Loud on SoundCloud. If you have any other talking points you think I've forgotten, or you should send in, send them on. We'll, we'll get them up the next time. There's another club game. There was a club round the fixtures last on Friday night and on Saturday night. I'll be going through them, and I'll be going through the next round on Tuesday night. So that'll be the next pod. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, get them from there. I'm on iTunes now as well. Um, so, so stay, stay tuned to that. Um, thanks for thanks thanks for listening. Firstly and foremostly, um, haven't had a great debut season on the podcast. Not a win in the league and not a win in the championship. Hope for better today. Um, thanks very much for listening. You truly are a diehard loud loud fan. So chat um, soon and uh, thanks for downloading again. Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't wanna know, forget her